0: You are now listening to Cyber Time hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hopefully, you enjoy the podcast. <laughs> hey there, everybody. It's your boy. Hi. It's your boy. I'm sorry, I. What's that? <laughs> I screwed up already. No, 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 no. Take me off the show. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> it's your boy Steve. Once again. Oh, man. For Cybertime by episode 120. <laughs> and and today I'm with someone who you already heard already that they're really awesome and really cool and really neat. I'm here today with, with hashtag Westness. Not West not not west Quick because that would be weird
1: <laughs> that... but... west ned Bird Live, represent
0: <laughs> it's a it's that west ness how you doing
1: <laughs> i'm doing okay how are you doing steve
0: oh i'm doing i'm doing good <laughs> and my phone just decided to ring right when i said hi <laughs> that's
1: that's how you know that's just the way it is in the world now everybody's <laughs> always interrupting you you just gotta go with the flow, though.
0: Yeah, you just gotta be like ye. <laughs> you gotta have just, yeah. just
1: roll, roll with it, rock with it.
0: Man, yeah. So I mean, obviously, if didn't hear this, but we had like all this conversation before we, before I pressed the record button. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no. I if I had known that this was we were, we were just gonna be chatting or whatever, like we could just start recording from the start. Cause like I feel like I've already used up all my good material at this point. So now I guess you know, y'all are getting the B track. No, no. But I'll 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 try my best to rally, bring it back.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it will come full circle anyway. I feel. I mean.
1: Okay, that's good. That's good.
0: But uh but but something I do want to ask is that like you know. I uh, see so you're a cosplayer, obviously. If yep. I... Yep. Yep. What um, where did it start for you? Like, where's your, What's your story?
1: Sure. Uh, so you know, like every otaku nerd, uh, I grew up, you know, watching the basics, and it, it even started pretty young for me. Um, back in like early middle school, late elementary school, back when you know, like Pokemon and like Cardcaptor and and you like four kids was the main representation for anime in the United States, you know, watching the Americanized dubs of Yu-Gi-Oh! And I even remember when I was younger watching some of the more uh, offbeat stuff like uh, Yu Yu Hakusho and uh, the Tenchi series and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so it started out with kind of like the more Americanized stuff. And then once I got to like high school, realizing like there's a Whole wide world of anime and manga out there that you know it's still in Japanese, and you gotta learn how to read and watch the scene at the same time, and that was like a whole experience. Um, but for me, cosplaying and stuff like that didn't really start until I was uh, later on in middle school, maybe around like eighth grade. And uh, I remember my first cosplays, you know, they were kind of like "Eh, eh," because. You're you're in middle school. You don't really know a whole lot about it. You're starting off early, and you don't have as much access or as much money to spend on cosplay. So I remember my very first cosplay uh, was actually uh, a a red bathrobe that I put the uh, alchemical cross on for Edward Alric. Yeah. And uh, luckily, by the time, you know, a couple years rolled around, I was able to save up enough money to actually buy an Edward, Edward cosplay to wear to conventions because... I feel like me rolling up in my bathrobe would have been like, oh man, look at how much cooler these cosplayers are. I'm wearing a bathrobe. Um, but you know, like everybody has to start somewhere. And uh that was that was my start. My... And, uh, I did I think shortly after that I did like a pretty pretty standard Maka Albarn costume, which uh, you know, it's pretty easy to get a a plaid skirt and a black jacket and a scythe around Halloween time. So that was kind of also, you know, pretty basic. Um, and I'd say that most of my cosplays even now aren't really much above like your average complexity. I kind of just do it for fun. I don't compete or anything like that. I just like dressing up to go to conventions.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, your your start is a lot better than like my my start in the cosplay world. <laughs> Oh no! It,
1: where did where did you start? What was your first cosplay?
0: So, so the first time, so okay so it's a, so the story is, is basically like my very first convention I ever went to was in two thousand fifteen because before then like in like two thousand fourteen and below I only thought there was the RV convention and I thought like there's oh no I, and I and I thought like oh there's there's these nerdy cosplay comic conventions. And that, and I was like, I was like, I don't want to go to this. And so, and so I learned about cosplay while looking that up. And I was like, oh, there's a thing called cosplay. You could actually dress up more than Halloween. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, so, uh, and so, I was like, okay, cool. I, and at the time, I was a really huge Adventure Time fan, and I still am. Oh. But at mm-hmm. the, but at the time, I was huge. And I was like, I like Marshall Lee. I'm gonna be him. <laughs>
1: Nice, yeah, that's a solid character to do. I really do like, uh, uh Marceline and like Marceline and Princess Bubblegum and Prince Prince Bubblegum. Like, I think those are those are some solid characters, and you can do some really fun stuff with those for costumes.
0: Yeah, but but for me, when I started, oh man, you would you would just think it's just oh, it's just me wearing flannel and jeans and shoes. That's it. I didn't I didn't go the whole nine yards because because this is before I was like I, I was like I should I should cut my hair, I should have shaved, I should've done all that before I went. I, mm-hmm. I went with like a I went with like facial a little bit of facial hair and like my hair was not even cut anything. I I, I looked I looked eh attack convention. Yeah.
1: Like I said, you know, everybody starts somewhere, you know, I think part of the, the learning process for cosplaying is, you know, like not not making those mistakes, but you know, like getting out there, trying it and being like, you know what? Uh, If I tried this next time it would be better and you know just kind of like growing from that you know like I said my first cosplay was a bathrobe that I you know ironed a black chemical cross to so you know that wasn't anything near you know what I'm doing now and even now like I said I'm not going all out on any of this stuff I don't have the time and the resources to do something super complex. But you know, just for fun, it's you know, it's nice to to try and do things and put some effort into it, and it's always nice to get a compliment like, "Oh, your costume looks great!" Like, "Oh, thanks, I worked really hard on it."
0: You know, it's it's funny that you bring up bathrobe because I have a friend who, you know, I, no, no, not well. I guess with his permission or whatever, but on Facebook, um, I made a page for my for my friend just for funs and kicks where it's like. He he took he has this picture of him in a bathrobe and it and and he's holding a glass of wine and he's just laid out across his bed with his robe on and it and it became like a low end meme.
1: Oh, <laughs> and, I am a slut for memes. And
0: and, and it, it's like and it's just like and it's just funny sexual sexual into memes. Oh,
1: <laughs> I love that. I've probably honestly seen it before. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, I can, I can, I can send you some of the page or whatever. It's funny.
1: Please do. I like I said, I love memes. I think they're like the best way to convey abstract emotions and thoughts. Like, who who needs to have a direct conversation when I can send you this picture with some like text over it that tells you exactly what I'm feeling right now?
0: It's like like when like when like when your boy comes comes in with the animation and, and they think they're like this. <laughs> yes oh man i love it memes are good when they're good
1: Be- memes are good when they're good memes are good when they're bad you know like i you really have to try hard to come up with a meme that's not good
0: yeah like 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 there's uh not there's so there's so many out there I can't you think of one off the top of my head because there's so many out there
1: i no. my favorite is like, there's a a page on Facebook or whatever that's, like, radical blur makes everything funny, and it's true. Like, it's it's just a bunch of people posting images of things that they put radical blur on, and, like, I can spend hours, like, scrolling through it, and every single one of them is hilarious, even if it's just, like, a picture of a lemon with radical blur on. Like, why is it funny? I don't know, but it is, because in the context of the meme, like, that's the joke.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I... That, that's, that's, I love it.
1: <laughs> like, it, even if it's, you know, a hit or miss of somebody, like, you can make an, a meme and somebody in the world is going to think that's the funniest or most relatable thing ever, and, you know, it doesn't have to apply to that wide audience, as long as a couple of people, like, look at it and go, yeah, yeah, I get that.
0: Speaking of, speaking of memes, I'm not saying that the cosplay you did when I saw you was a meme, because it's literally someone that you love but like
1: um. <laughs> no it was honestly it is a meme and uh i i won't even hide it so for, for the people who don't know uh the cosplay he's referring to is i i've done the kind of like a lolita style of a detective pikachu with you know like the hat with the ears and then like a cloak and uh a skirt and all that stuff and kind of like the sherlock holmes style and uh I actually, so it it was kind of a collaboration uh, pieced together from like, you know, either things that I bought or made. And uh, a friend of mine who did the skirt and the cape for me, uh, she's, uh, or I'm sorry, their Blood Moon Fairy on uh, Instagram. And uh, when I pitched the idea to them that I wanted to do a Detective Pikachu Lolita style cosplay, they were like, No. I hate this. This idea is cursed. And I'm not going to help you with this. (laughs) And, like, the longer, like, the more, like, memes and stuff I posted about the movie and, you know, like, how persistent I became and, like, I'm doing this cosplay. Like, look at this vest I've got for this cosplay. Look at these stockings i got for this cosplay. Look, I bought the stupid hat with the ears. I'm doing this cosplay. (laughs) Finally, they were like all right we're doing this cosplay (laughs) and i remember at one point they sent me a link about you know like how well detective pikachu was doing in the box office and i was like i remember when i first pitched the idea to you of doing a detective pikachu cosplay and you refused and i'm like look at you now super excited about how well this movie is doing and they were like yeah it's because of you and at Honestly, the last time I talked to them, I don't even think that they've seen the movie. I think that they were just so on board with the idea of me dressing up in this like stupid detective Pikachu cosplay and being like, "All right, we're making this happen."
0: <laughs> so at first they're just like, "No, not happening," and then they see, and then the movie gets popular, and they're like, "Okay, fine."
1: <laughs> the thing is, is like even from the start, that movie had incredible traction. I mean. You know, it had the the younger generation of Pokemon fans and, you know, the older generation of Pokemon fans that remember going to see, you know, the movie in theaters. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think this is like the first theatrical release Pokemon has had in the United States, at least widespread, since the first movie came out. And so I think a lot of the older fans were, like, looking for that nostalgia, going to the movie theater, seeing Pokemon on the big screen. And plus, you know, you have all the younger kids who are playing, you know, Let's Go and all that stuff and being like, I want to see Pokemon. And, you know, I think it was a decent movie. And up to that, like, I, I saw it twice opening weekend um, and then once more in theaters and bought it on DVD when it came out. You know, it just... I, I originally was of... The camp that wanted Danny DeVito to to voice Detective Pikachu, but um, you know I I'm not mad with the choices that they made in that movie. I I love that
0: movie. Yeah, because um, I I think there's just wasn't was there three Pokemon movies. There's Pokemon the first movie. There's Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I forget what the second movie is called. Then wasn't there Pokemon two thousand?
1: so there was the first Pokemon movie. There was Pokemon two thousand, but like. They've made so many Pokemon movies throughout the years, like, I'm sure they're up to, like, 10, 20-something or another. But, like, the, the thing is, is they don't get the same treatment as that first movie did. You know, back when the first movie came out, that was when Pokemon was just, like, absolutely huge in America. And I'm not saying it's not huge in America right now, but, I like, it was the 90s. You know, everybody was immersed in Pokemon, and so they released it in theaters. And so, you know, they've got Pokemon 2000 and Pokemon whatever the third one was called, and Pokemon Forever and Pokemon Heroes, and they just keep releasing and releasing them, but they're straight to, you know, DVD or streaming now. And uh, none of them have been theatrical releases until Detective Pikachu came out, which I honestly don't think it would have gotten the same treatment if they had released it to, you know, straight to DVD or streaming um, as they have with other movies. And honestly, this one did deserve... It was a a full theatrical experience. You know, it wasn't just some, you know, extended Pokemon show that they, you know, three three shows worth of of content in one movie. No, this was a cinematic experience.
0: Did um, wait, wait. Remember when Digimon used to be the biggest competitor to Pokemon, <laughs> and then Pokemon just crushed yes.
1: it. So, I actually had a conversation with uh, my childhood best friend the other day uh, about, you know, Pokemon versus Digimon. And, you know, we were saying, yeah, Pokemon has the popularity. You know, the games are better. Uh, The cards are, you know, they have more traction. But in terms of, like, the show and the animation, I think we both agreed that Digimon and the animation style and the, like, the just the the weight behind the animation definitely held out so much better for Digimon than it did for Pokemon. I mean, I like the newer style of the animation that they're going with for Pokemon and, like, you know, the Sun and Moon and the new movies and stuff like that, but Digimon is definitely more sophisticated in its animation than Pokemon.
0: I mean... I mean, I'll, I'll say this like, I always say this, but I'm more like Digimon over Pokemon personally.
1: <laughs> and you know, like that's the thing is a lot of you you have that split, you know, and there's not like there's not very many people who are like, I love Pokemon just as much as I love Digimon. And I feel like I might be one of the few people just because I can agree that, yeah, you know, Pokemon definitely has more widespread popularity. But in terms of like the content and the animation, I, I just I think that Digimon is superior to Pokemon in that sense at least. But Pokemon does have the games, which I don't know when the last time Digimon released a game was, but I can tell you it definitely wasn't as popular as any of the Pokemon games have ever been. Did uh
0: did you did you actually end up like going to like FIE or Amazon as we were talking about earlier? Yeah. <laughs> <And, laughs> And and, and and ended up uh, ended up buying all the uh, the Pokémon series in their complete series sets and the Digimon ones because they because they I think they released like every single Digimon and Pokémon series that was ever made on DVD complete by this point I think
1: Um I have not uh, mostly because at my current house I don't actually even have a DVD player we I rely so heavily on streaming at this point that, like I they, I just don't have a disc drive. Like even my laptop doesn't even have a disc drive in it. I would have to like go out and buy a separate DVD disc drive to like hook up to my TV to watch anything on DVD.
0: But but if you but but if you could, would you?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, my so the friend that I was talking about, um, she she actually lives in Virginia for work and comes back, she's a teacher, so she comes back to visit every year during the summertime when she's off of work, and uh, she's in her, uh, you know, 14-day isolation right now just to make sure that she's healthy, and once that's over, we've already planned that we're going to, to binge-watch all of the Digimon series and watch the movie, because honestly, the Digimon movie was a masterpiece.
0: I I, have, I haven't seen it. I want to see it, but I haven't seen it yet. <laughs>
1: you you owe it to yourself to watch it like i i think that without seeing it as a child in the 90s or i think it actually came out in the early 2000s um i i don't think the nostalgia factor will be there for you but honestly like in my opinion the digimon movie has held up extremely well
0: I mean, I mean, like, it is in my username, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. But, no, I, I love the Digimon movie. I think that, I, and I, I won't say that I don't, like, select uh, Pokemon movies because, you know, I, the first movie, of course, is iconic. The second movie was one of my favorites for a very long time. But I just, I don't think that the Pokemon movies have the same feel that the Digimon movie did. Which, you know, like I said, there's there's very heavy differences between Pokemon and Digimon. But the Digimon movie, you know, the soundtrack, iconic. I still have the entire Digimon soundtrack on my iPod. Like, it's just, it's such an experience that takes you back to, like, your childhood and everything that was important and relevant and popular in your childhood. And I think that that's part of the reason why I think it's held up so well is that it's just kind of, like, a little trip down memory lane to like watching it for the first time watching it for the 10th time and you know just remembering when things were better when you were younger
0: yeah it was i mean i mean like it's not i mean digimon just i mean it's not just digimon that does that for me that does no that kicks it back for me i mean like I know this is going to sound weird, but the Weather Channel does that for me, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, if you watch the Weather Channel a lot when you were younger, and that's something that you connect to, like, sure, yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, like, uh, and before I before I forget it, did, did you see that meme on Facebook, I think it was, of, like, how to confuse a 90s kid, and it was the Digimon theme with the Pokemon characters?
1: Yes! <laughs> or, like, they, they do it, too, with, like, um... You know, they mix it up with Dragon Ball Z and Naruto or whatever. And they just, it, there's just so many things that you can do with even just, you know, iconic anime from the 90s and even, you know, nowadays. And I was just having a conversation the other day about the difference between the mainstream anime, like that the um, mainstream anime nowadays, I, I don't think has as much creativity and originality as mainstream anime did back in the day. Um, You know, I I really like uh, the series My Hero Academia, but I don't think that it has the same feel to it as some of the more, you know, older mainstream animes like Bleach and Naruto and stuff like that. Um, Full Metal Alchemist, obviously, you know, was so iconic that they rebooted it to do a more true to the manga adaptation of it. And, you know, like, I, I like My Hero Academia, but I don't think it has the same feel. And I don't think it has the same originality as some of that older stuff. And I think that younger um, anime fans would benefit from going back and watching some of those older series. You know, even, like, obviously, Sailor Moon is so iconic that they've rebooted it, like, several times. Um, and, you know, some of the reboots are great. You know, I love the the newer animation styles and stuff like that but you just don't get the same feel as you do from watching like the originals
0: yeah especially the deep dub. if you can find that yes
1: oh my gosh so um my childhood friend the one who is visiting from virginia we both grew up watching like card captors and stuff like that and um when card captors first came to like streaming sites like uh you know crunchyroll and netflix and stuff like that um, I watched the I watched the original version that they put on the streaming, and I remember freaking out and being like, "Oh my god, what is this opening? I've never seen this opening before." And then realizing like it was the original opening from like the Japanese version, and being like, "Like, how did we get something so different from this?" I still remember like the the cloud card rap that they did at the beginning, listing off all of the different cloud cards. And then literally like a month later my friend messaged me and was like I'm watching uh Card Captor Sakura on Netflix right now and what is this OP? And I'm like it's the Japanese version isn't it? Wild.
0: <laughs> I never Cuz se- I mean
1: we we grew up watching Card Captors like on on the television, you know, on basic cable when it first came to America and didn't think anything of the fact that they wrapped the cloud cards for the opening series or you know opening sequence and being like, oh yeah, they definitely wrapped that in Japan where it came from. You know, like we were too young to think like it would be any different here in America than it is in Japan. And like, you know, 10, 15 years later you're like, holy shit, everything I knew and grew up with was a lie.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean like I mean like I never seen card capture because I was in the Beyblade. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love Beyblade. I, I, so, I grew up with a lot more guy friends than girlfriends, and I was crazy into Beyblades, and I had this, this guy friend who lived, like, you know, down the block and around the corner, and, like, his house was the hot spot for Beyblades. He had, like, all of the little, like, you know, ramps and domes and everything, and we would all go over to his house with our Beyblades and let it rip, and have, like, our little tournaments and stuff, and. Like obviously, it was never as cool as it was in the show. Yeah. But like that was that was the thing for like a year and a half was to just go over to this kid's house and like just let it rip and have little tournaments.
0: You know, it's funny enough. Well, it was last year around it was around August last year. Um, I went. I actually covered a Beyblade tournament in 2019.
1: That's wild. <laughs> I, like, was I, it, like, adults or was it kids?
0: There, there, was, there was, it was a mix. A, mi- a
1: mix? Yeah. Okay, good.
0: There, because there was like there's like, people that were, like, as tall and probably just as old as me. And then there's like, the kids that were, like, in, like, junior, like, elementary school, junior high, high school. <laughs> and that's.
1: I mean, I know that it's alive and well. It's not nearly as popular as it used to be. But it's wild to think that people still actually get together and play Beyblades.
0: And and the thing is, is that I got all on video and I'm planning on putting it on DVD. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need to get a, a list of all of the entrants and send them a DVD copy so that they can watch it.
0: I did. I had I had I when actually funny enough when we did the event the uh, uh the people who ran the event made a paper and the people put all their addresses on there that I got sent to. <laughs>
1: <them>. <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: And it, and if you want a copy. I mean um, if she can you hear me?
1: Obviously we can't we can see how you know important these newer series are to them, but I think that with that nostalgia that we have for all of our series, it's kind of hard to have the same feel for it and just thinking like ahead you know, 50 years, even you know 10, 15 there's going to be a whole nother wave, a whole nother generation of anime lovers who don't understand what we grew up with and don't understand what the children are growing up with nowadays. And, you know, we'll always just have, like, our own, like, everybody will have their favorite anime and everybody will have, you know, like, that one series or that one game that was their favorite. And, like, older and younger generations just won't be able to appreciate it the same way.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I I I mean, like it's funny enough. Uh, if we're if we're still in the Beyblade thing, that <laughs> funny enough, um, I actually ended up I actually ended up getting my first ever Beyblade ever just last year.
1: Oh my gosh! Never... So, was it was it like brand new out of package? Like, are they still producing them?
0: Yeah, because because here's the here, here's the thing. When I was little, when I was a kid, when I was watching growing up, I never had one Beyblade or anything Beyblade related growing up ever. besides, oh. besides this one thing that like plugged and played into your TV, which I actually found on eBay and I actually got it in box, 100% perfect condition.
1: That's cool. And no, I I had Tyson's Beyblade growing up because he was my favorite, and I loved that giant white dragon.
0: Dra- uh, Dragoon, right?
1: right which is hilarious because there's Dragoon in in Beyblades and then you know like however many years later they came out with uh, uh what were what were the the balls they they like flicked them and ba- they became little
0: Bakugan. God,
1: what was that Bakugan that's it. And they came out with the Bakugan and the main character also had a dragon named Dragoon and I'm all like oh how original.
0: <laughs> like you know, we- can see what anime you're ripping off here. Yeah.
1: And then it's funny because I mean I I I don't know if Bakugan I assume it came from Japan but you know if it was made in America because the main character's name in the English version was Daniel I'm all like what was his name in the Japanese version that you guys just picked Daniel? You know?
0: I mean <clears throat> I mean like but I mean like when I when I bought my fr- yeah but if you're yeah to answer your question no it, it's straight out of the package and I kept the package.
1: <laughs> Do so. Where where did you find it? Did you order it online, or did you go to the store? Or?
0: No, they they saw them at Walmart. They they sell like when you go to Walmart, you can still buy the the bowls that you can play them in, no. and, and they have all the parts and everything.
1: I'm gonna have to go to Walmart.
0: But the, but the thing <laughs> is, but the thing is that from the Beyblade enthusiasts that I met at the tournament. They say if you want the real thing, you got to buy them from Japan because they're the real metal Beyblades.
1: <laughs> oh dang, yeah, because you know mine was like a mix of of plastic and metal. You know, it had like a like a metal kind of gear thing that you slip between two plastic pieces to give it some weight, yeah. but you know the shell of it was plastic, so it didn't. You know, they just kind of like bumped into each other, and you're like, oh, this isn't as nearly as cool as I thought it was gonna be. But no, I think a metal, like an all-metal Beyblade, would be metal as fuck.
0: Well, let, well, let me tell you. If we ever, if we ever see each other again, ever in person, <laughs> yeah. you get your Beyblade.
1: When cons, when cons happen again, sometime in the distant future.
0: Yeah, get your Beyblade. I'll get mine, and we will duel it out.
1: <laughs> what a rip!
0: We'll if in- we do this, let
1: me just talk about what what poor choice they they did when they decided that was gonna be like the phrase that everybody screamed when they started a the Beyblade match. Hopefully
0: don't no want a burrito before then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Like that's that's just poor planning on their part.
0: But um but uh oh man. Speak uh, no, speaking of the of the Beyblade toys, um if we're talking about the show itself, which which series was your favorite? Was do you like the original series, the middle series or the burst series?
1: Uh, the uh, the original series will always have a place in my heart. Um, I did enjoy the middle series. Uh, I never watched anything past that, though, so I it just didn't have the same feel for me. I never got into it.
0: Yeah, because um, I'm I'm on this journey now of buying every single Beyblade because because on Amazon. Oh my gosh. Because on Beyblade... no no Beyblade on Amazon. <laughs> um, they they sell they they do sell you know Beyblade the first free Beyblade seasons on Blu-ray uh, but they're in standard for definition. real yeah for real and they're oh. they're on Blu-ray but they're in standard definition they just have it on a Blu-ray so they can put all the episodes on one disc sure and oh but, but for me I already had like the original first season on TV mm-hmm. and I just bought the 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 next two on Blu-ray and then, you know
1: I really regret selling a lot of my old anime dvds like i went through a phase where i was all like uh you know i don't really watch these as much anymore and i would be happier to have the money and like now that i've sold a lot of it off i really regret it
0: well i mean there, there's a company called uh what's the name i think they're called DisTech. tech i think i think that's the name sure. of the company and they're, and they're just releasing like old animes um you know this blu-ray standard definition format
1: that's crazy. I, I, I could definitely see myself rebuilding some of my, my collection from my childhood.
0: But but here, here's also an anime that you may have forgot. How about Metabots?
1: Oh, no. I was thinking about that earlier when I was talking about, like, my earlier anime phase. And, like, that – I loved that show. I don't understand, like, it, it never really had that much traction – you know, it wasn't like a big name or whatever, but it was good. Yeah, like, or like I remember. Um, did you ever watch Monster Rancher? What's it called? Monster
0: Rancher. Monster Rancher.
1: It was it was a really offbeat anime about this like little boy who I, I want to say he gets sucked into like some digital world through a gaming disc or whatever, and you know it was it was kind of it had the similar feel of like Digimon or whatever. But there was, like, this this little rice ball looking dude, you know, that, or he, you know, he just had, like, the color combination or whatever of looking like a rice ball. And so, like, that's the thing that the guy always associated him with. But that guy was so cute. Like, I, I don't understand why, like, there wasn't more merch for that show. Like, I bet if I looked it up now, I could find something for, like, hundreds of dollars on eBay or whatever, but... Like it just it never had the same traction as some of the more popular series that came to America.
0: When it, when you said Monster Rancher, I was like, so is it a farming? Is it like Harvest Moon for monsters?
1: <laughs> Honestly, I would I would be down for that too. I I don't I think that the whole reason why it was called Monster Rancher is because that was the name of the game that the kid played, and he gets sucked into it. But no, nah, I that show I don't know why that show didn't have any more popularity either. I just. I mean looking back at it now it's probably just cuz it has so much nostalgia factor for me but it was good.
0: Yeah, I mean like if if anime anime is a it's a big nostalgia factor for you right cuz you watched a lot of anime growing mm-hmm. up. What, yes. What was some what were some other things that that well, that makes you nostalgic for the past other than anime?
1: Oh man. I mean, I I grew up in, like, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s. So, you know, just a lot of those stereotypical 90 things. Like, I feel like Hit Clips, I don't know why that was a thing that was so cool. I guess, you know, because that was the intermediate between having, like, a CD Walkman and having an MP3 player. But, like, having all those stupid little microchips that hung off, like, little keychain of this tiny little player with one little headphone, like... That was the coolest thing ever. If you had hit clips, and you sat there and you you know traded like, oh, I'll trade you this song for that song, like, that just brings me back. To, like thinking, thinking, like looking at you know MP3 players and like you know your phones now with MP3 player capability and thinking like at one point in time like that was the height of music technology is hilarious to me.
0: Yeah, but the I, I never had that growing up, but I heard a lot about it and 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 the thing about that thing was is that they weren't even full of songs, they were just like 10 seconds. No,
1: they were just like a little clip. Cause you know, they did that's the thing, is like they didn't have the technology back then. Like look at look at our like like SD cards now, like our little mini SD cards. And like how much you can store on that. And the fact that they couldn't even fit one whole song on this like, you know, little half inch by half inch square. You could play like 30 seconds of a song. You're like, yeah, this is my jam. Oh wait, it's over.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, nowadays you can get like something half of that size and It will hold a lot more,
1: like you know, thousands of songs on it as opposed to 30 seconds of one. It's wild looking back at you know what we had to deal with growing up and what you know kids nowadays are dealing with.
0: Heck, and and heck, even nowadays the Nintendo Switch cartridges. They're just as mm-hmm. big as those things.
1: <laughs> exactly, and you could fit a whole game on there.
0: Is it? Is it? Is it wild how that little thing holds that much game on it?
1: It's it's crazy. Just like looking at, you know, it it hasn't been that long, and how much technology has advanced in this this short of time.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like now now they're making foldable. Touchscreen phones like they're yes they're going back i don't know if i could
1: ever get on board with that i just i it's too much for me
0: yeah like like they're like they're going backwards to go forwards
1: exactly (laughs) like i had a flip phone at one point i had a you know the one with the sliding keyboard like oh and then going back to that like it took me forever to to want to move on to a touch screen like i think there was one model of phone that was like a hybrid between a built-in keyboard and a touchscreen phone and I wanted that one because I was like I'm not ready to give up my physical keyboard yet. I don't think I can do a touchscreen. And now I'm all like, oh, you want me to go back to it? No, thank you.
0: What um what uh, spe- uh, speaking of, speaking of the of that, I mean, too. I mean like I mean like did you did you ever go through like your for your emo phase back in high school? Oh my
1: god. Yes. <laughs> Didn't we all
0: yeah, that's how we figured out about how we woke up inside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wake me up inside. Yeah, no, I I went through that phase. Several of my friends went through that phase and you know like we would tell our parents, "It's not a phase, mom." And I think like only maybe one or two of my friends still actually like, you know, wear the goth clothes and all that stuff and I'm like, "Hey, good good for you." I I couldn't keep up. I couldn't do it.
0: What uh what what but do you remember anything from your email phase though
1: (laughs) oh yeah I remember um I I was very low-key because my parents wouldn't let me do you know like dyeing my hair crazy colors so I couldn't do like you know the scene hair or whatever and uh they would never let me wear like the trip pants or the chain pants that everybody had from hot topic um so I mostly just wore like a lot of black and uh I did, at one point, have a couple of collars. You know, I had, like, one with the spikes on it or whatever, and I had a chain one, and, um, you know, one with, like, a little dangly rhinestone heart or whatever. Uh, but no, my my emo goth phase was very low-key. I just... I wore a lot of black and uh, tried to fit in the best I could, but my parents weren't as as lenient as some of my friends.
0: Yeah, my... um My emo phase wasn't really... Hardcore. It it was just something where I like. I went for like you know, I wore the Escape a Fate shirt. Yep. (laughs) And I thought I was so cool because of it.
1: (laughs) Yep. You're like looking at all the people. Oh, those props. They don't. They don't understand.
0: Yeah, like they don't understand my cool shirt and my Escape the Fate (laughs) stuff. Yep.
1: (laughs) No, it's uh.
0: No, what you're going to say I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: Oh, I was I was going to say um, you know, it it back then it made sense, you know, like oh, it, everything is awful and my black clothes represent my black inside and <laughs> like now I'm just like I'm perpetually tired and honestly a lot of my clothes are still like very black and gray, but I just I I'd never I could never keep up with the aesthetic of it.
0: But um but what current anime are you into, like, right now?
1: Um, I'm super-duper excited that uh, today, actually, I think um, BNA, Brand New Animal, is coming out um, dubbed on Netflix. I started watching it when it first came out, um, kind of, like, spottily online in random clips here and there. I was never able to find it. A site that actually streamed it, so I've been waiting for it to come out, and uh, I think today is the day that Netflix is debuting it, so I'm super excited about that. Um, I watched Beastars when that came out on Netflix as well, I really enjoyed that one. Um, I am catching up with My Hero Academia right now because, you know, even though, like I said, it doesn't have the same feel as a lot of the more mainstream animes did growing up, I still do think that it is a really cool series, I do enjoy watching it. and. I I think it says something about the fact that it's mainstream. You know, it's good enough that a lot of people like it. And so at first I wasn't really super into it, but now I'm trying to give it a... Which I kind of also had a hard time getting into Attack on Titan when that first came out. I think I watched the first episode like three times before I finally like got through it and got to like episode two and three and it started picking up and I was like, Holy shit, this is awesome. So I'm kind of hoping that I'll hit a point with my hero where I'll be like, "Yeah, I get it now."
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I I, lo- I love how you're into the nostalgia, like I am with like stuff. I mean, like that that's like like really awesome.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, because there there are new series, but there was a period of time, maybe like two or three years, where like none of the newer mainstream anime really did anything for me. You know, I watched what, you know, people were talking about, like, you know, Year Lie in April or whatever. And I was just like, you know, I just, I don't feel the same connection to these characters in this series as I have with, you know, series and characters that I've watched in the past. And so, you know, there was a couple of years where I kind of, you know, took a step back from anime because I just, I wasn't feeling what they were putting out. And then, you know, like the next wave started coming and I was like, okay, I can get on board with this. I like this a little bit more and uh so during that period of time instead of focusing on you know like the new stuff that was coming out i went back and rewatched a lot of the old series that i enjoyed when i was younger and uh you know watched like a lot of the reboots and stuff that they did of some of those more popular series and kind of you know like went back to my roots a little bit and now i'm finally starting to get more into the mainstream anime again and um I guess becoming a little bit more relevant in the anime scene, as opposed to just kind of like watching the same series over and over again.
0: Yeah. The, um, no, no, that no, that's pretty cool. Um. But, but like uh, what should we call it? No, no. When we were talking, no, no. I mean, I mean. So speaking of also the anime and also, I guess the reference to your profile picture. Um, you're you're also a small farmer too.
1: Uh, yeah, so the, my profile picture on Discord is actually um, an icon that uh, I had a friend of mine draw. Um, it used to be a little bird that was dressed like 707 from um, Mystic Messenger. But then I I had the same friend of mine do a Chocobo chick version of Prompto Argentum from Final Fantasy Fifteen mm-hmm. uh, Because right now that's currently my favorite game. You know, I've played other games since, but that one, like, really resonated with me. And Prompto Argentum is, like, my favorite character of all time. So, I felt like, I like birds, I like Prompto Argentum, he likes Chocobos. I need to have this Chocobo avatar of Prompto because he's the best boy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so I, I did mention earlier, um, I do have uh four chickens as well as six small to medium-sized parrots I really like birds Um, my actual job is is zookeeping and I have a um, I have a special interest in birds so um most of my life is bird and bird related
0: (laughs) so so like um what you do with with the with the chicken eggs
1: so my chickens I actually just got them this year. Um, they're too young to lay just yet. But uh the chicken eggs will be for eating um at some point I'm sure they'll they'll produce more eggs that me and my current roommates are able to eat on our own. So you know they'll probably go to like our families and stuff like that. But um honestly I mostly just got them because I really love chickens. I think they're hilarious.
0: But but hey, I mean, no on top of that, you can you can you could possibly make a few money on a few cash oh oh,
1: yeah see that's the thing is you know like i like i said i have six small parrots um and they're fun i love their their personalities and all that but um you know like when they lay eggs which none of mine have laid eggs in a really long time um i have mostly boys right now but uh you know that's not like i can't i could eat that but like it's a tiny little egg and it's not really going to do a whole lot for me so like the the chickens are like an extra bonus like i get to have a fun bird that's hilarious to watch and also like they give me food yeah it's like i'm i'm super interested in like um moving more towards self-sustainability and um you know like raising my own food and you know growing my own food and stuff like that and so this i've wanted chickens for like a really 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 long time but you know, at first I went away to school and I couldn't keep chickens at home and I couldn't keep them at school. And then I moved away for work and lived in an apartment and couldn't have chickens there. And now that I'm finally, you know, in a place where I have the space and the ability to have chickens, I'm super excited.
0: But but you can also but if you really wanted to, you can you can put the eggs in the carton and sell the eggs off for extra cash if you wanted to.
1: Oh yeah, no, a lot of people do that. Um, it's, it's not super regulated, uh, but it can get kind of dicey if, um, you know, depending on like how you're, you're marketing and where you're, you know, advertising and stuff like that. Because, um, you know, you, you are selling a food product and there are certain rules and regulations. So you kind of have to be a little bit careful when you're selling food items as opposed to just giving them away. Which, you know, like, I could make, you know, a little bit of money on the side doing that. It's just something that you have to kind of, like, be educated in before you can just start, like, you know, putting eggs on the side of the road and being like, eggs, $2. I love eggs. I'm actually a vegetarian um, just just because of um, – it's not, like, an ethics thing. It's more of a an environmental thing. So I don't eat any, like, store-bought meat. And so this is kind of like another step for me to being like a little bit more greener and more um, environmentally friendly. I'm able to, you know, control what my chickens eat and, you know, like how they're cared for and, you know, what kind of medicines and stuff they get. And so like the eggs are healthier for me and kind of like coincide a little bit more with, um, you know, what my personal beliefs are in terms of environmental and ethics. Um, But I do really enjoy eggs. So it was kind of like an easy choice for me to be like, oh, well, if I'm going to start producing my own food, like chickens are easy to raise and, you know, eggs are easy to store and cook. And if I had to pick one food that was like my absolute favorite food, um, I love spicy ramen with egg in it. So I actually just used my last egg today. So since my chickens aren't quite old enough to lay their own eggs yet I will have to go to the store and buy more because I'll probably want another bowl tomorrow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah I do I like the fact that you know eggs are a slightly more environmentally friendly alternative to get that protein as opposed to you know like going to the store and buying like hamburger or whatever.
0: What um? What do you think of like since since you since you are you, you like being, you, you go the, the more veg, vegetarian route. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think of like something like the Impossible Whopper, which is not made of meat?
1: So um, I'm, I've actually done like a lot of research into the different like meat alternatives. Um, I do really like the Impossible Burger. Uh, I had it one time at um, Burger King and it was, it was okay um, but the the grill at the zoo that I currently work at actually serves the Impossible Burger as well. And I honestly, I don't know, like, what the difference is between Burger King and here, or maybe, like, a Char-Broil or whatever, but I love the one that we serve at the grill at work as opposed to the one at Burger King. So I like to get that maybe, like, you know, once a week or once every other week. Just as like... Yeah, no, the, I, I do... I think for, you know, I haven't had meat in over 10 years, so I really don't remember what a lot of it tastes like. So for me, I can eat it and be like, oh, yeah, it tastes just like a burger. And I'm sure somebody who had, like, a burger yesterday would eat it and be like, no, it tastes a little weird. But, like, I can't tell the difference because I haven't had real meat in so long that I'm just like, yeah, it's close enough.
0: What um, for, for people who are actually listening to this that are actually vegetarians or are churning vegetarians what what is uh what is your tips for them
1: um so i used to be a really picky eater and i think that becoming a vegetarian actually helped a lot with that um it's made me become a little bit more creative with the way that i get my nutrients um and it's kind of like opened up my my mind to like different alternatives and ideas um i guess my tips would be just to kind of like you know do your own research and figure out you know like you know what are your motivations become or to becoming a vegetarian or a vegan if that's the way you choose um you know is it because of the ethics of it is it because of the environmental impacts and you know kind of look into what fits your dietary needs and your ethics and environmental needs um that way you can like because not everybody's gonna have the same exact diet and not everybody's bodies need the same things in the same levels so you know just experiment and be open-minded and try different things you know if you try something that you didn't like 10 years ago you know maybe you'll like it or maybe you still won't like it but at least now you know (laughs) so just be be open-minded about it and you know be willing to try new things and if you don't like it oh well and if you do well now you have a new favorite food
0: Like, like, yeah, because because sometimes you'll have someone when you're, like, 10, and then you'll come back to it at, like, 27, 26.
1: Exactly, and you'll, you'll love it. Like, you hated it before, but now you're like, this is, like, the best thing I've ever had. Why did I used to hate this?
0: I mean, I mean, like, do, uh, wait, do you think, well, do you think potatoes are considered being vegan, or is that, like, something else?
1: Oh, no. Pa- potatoes are definitely vegan and vegetarian friendly. Um, but, you know, it also does, like I say, depend on, you know, your personal environmental and ethics. You know, uh, if you're looking at a food that might be incredibly, you know, it, it, it it's not meat, but it might not also be environmentally friendly. You know, a lot of meat alternatives are soy based and um you know, growing soy, a lot of them are like monocultures and they're not great for the in, the environment overall. Or, you know, you get into the issues of, you know, GMOs and Monsanto and stuff like that. So, you know, some people might be like, oh, you know, I'm vegan or vegetarian because I don't like the treatment of animals, but I'm totally, you know, um, the environmental impacts of the way that corn and soy are grown. Whereas, you know, some people might be like, oh, I'm not okay with the environmental impacts of soy and corn. So I'm not going to eat you know, like, soy-based meat alternative products. So, like I said, you really have to, like, do your own research and figure out, you know, like, what suits you and your needs and, you know, your ethics as opposed to, you know, like, what everybody's doing because it's not meat.
0: And, and, the, and the cool thing and, no, and the funny thing is, is that you live in the dairy state. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean.
1: I do, and it's, it's funny because um, my boyfriend's house is literally surrounded – on three sides by corn soy and cows and i'm just like yep this is where i live my life now i guess
0: (laughs) does does he bring does he bring you like cheese and milk and all that stuff to fit your territory your vegetarian diet
1: (laughs) yeah so um my boyfriend is not vegetarian which like i don't hold that against him you know it's all about what what you need to do in your life and like you know what you believe Um, and all that stuff. So I definitely don't look down on people who aren't vegetarian, who do eat meat, like that's your choice, Um, you know, you do you. And so usually we we do our grocery shopping together and, you know, like he's open to trying some of the things that, you know, like I I eat and things that, you know, I cook for him and I do cook, um, you know, non-vegetarian dishes for him just because, you know, that's what he likes and so we, we both support each other and you know like what we eat and the way that we eat. So um it's not super you know, like we we're, we're not in conflict about it, but we're both supportive of each other and you know, our
0: needs. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I bet no, I bet I bet there's a you gotta admit though there's gotta be that time that one time you just put a thing aground. ground Beef or turkey, <laughs> thing you start poking at you like I'm a vegetarian.
1: <laughs> um, it like, it doesn't really bother me all that much. Like, I think the hardest thing for me is the fact that like it's been so long since I've cooked meat that I'm like, how do I do this? Like, am I doing this right? Is this too dry? Did I cook this long enough? Like, so I I can't I can't really you know like test foods be like oh yes mm, this tastes good I have to just kind of be like well I hope this tastes good and you know like check the temperature of things or like cut it open and be like oh yeah yep that's done like I, I, I can't really you know like taste test it for him so I'll always give it to him and be like oh I hope this tastes good
0: is uh is is your is your boyfriend also a cosplayer with you does he go to conventions with you as well
1: <laughs> yes yeah that's actually like one of the few things that we share in common and um so, like I said earlier, um, the last convention that I went to uh, was Anime Milwaukee, and I did my Detective Pikachu cosplay there, and he did, um, like, a, a pimp Ash cosplay, so he wore, like, his um, his Ash hat, and, you know, like he had his um, Pokeball and stuff, but he wore, like, a really nice, like, suit jacket outfit, and, like, a satin shirt or whatever, and he made this Pokeball, cane, like pimp cane, and like it was so funny. I, like at first, I, I like hate. Like he, he doesn't tell me exactly what he's making, but he needs my help building the pimp cane. And at first, I was super skeptical about it. I was like, I don't want to be any part of this. And then, like once it all came together and we, we you know started roaming around, uh, anime around, um, uh, yeah, anime walkie. Yeah. And, you know, like, people were like, oh, yeah, look at that. And we, like, you know, like, people are taking our pictures and stuff like that. I was like, okay, this is this is fun. And then at one point, I confiscated the cane and was walking around with it because I was all like, I I helped make this. I get to use it, too. So <laughs> I went from absolutely – it was the same thing with the Detective Pikachu cosplay. My friend went from handing it to being like, all right, we're doing this. And I went from hating the pimp cane to being like, yeah, this is mine now.
0: <laughs> that, that is – that is something else. Like you're Pikachu and he was Ash, but it was like yeah, a whole different world.
1: It was. It was super funny though, because you know, like at one point, some guy shouted that we were going up the escalator and he was going down. He's like, "Hey, Ash, where's your Misty?" And he's like, "I've got Pikachu." And I was like, "Man."
0: <laughs> no, no. Cue the it was,
1: No, it was super cute. No, uh, we had a really fun time at the convention. I hope that. Once uh, cons get up and running again, we're able to uh, do the same cosplay together at a at you know maybe a bigger convention. I would like to go to Asen next year, or even a die show again next year.
0: But would you ever come to like Anime Midwest con Alt, Delete?
1: Uh, um, yeah. so I've never been to con Alt, Delete. Um, I have considered Anime Midwest in the past, um, but normally i usually only do one convention in illinois just because it's a little bit of a longer drive from madison mm-hmm. um and so i i grew up going to asn and so that's just kind of like the one that i usually go to instead um but it really does depend on you know like what my work schedule and stuff like that because i normally have to work on the weekends so I have to request off. So it really depends on, you know, like what everybody else's work schedule is like and whether or not I'm able to take off for the weekend.
0: I've never been to ASUN ever. Through all these years, I've never been to ASUN because it always lands in a time where, like, I can never get the time off or
1: mm-hmm.
0: i already been the one. Yes. That, yeah.
1: So ASUN was actually my first convention, which was wild because... ASEN is, like, one of the biggest conventions in the Midwest. At least, like, you know, in terms of, like, where I travel to. And, um, the fact that, like, that was my first convention was... It, like, I, I loved the experience that I had. But it was very overwhelming for my first experience. And then, like, going from ASEN to smaller conventions, um, was a little underwhelming because my first experience had been at a huge con. I kind of assumed all of them were gonna be huge. And then you know, you go to smaller, more local cons and you're like, This is nothing like Asen."
0: I mean, that's what I hear too. I hear ASON is like the mecca of Midwest convention life.
1: It is. It's it's huge. And um, you know, to to date I think it's probably the biggest convention that I've ever been to.
0: But no, to continue what I was saying. But continue what I was saying. Um no but I mean yeah, I heard you like like yeah, it was like Asun is huge, and when you went to when you went to locals, it was like really small, and like mm-hmm. <laughs> But like, I, I mean,
1: there's nothing wrong with a smaller local convention. I think that a large con compared to a small con, I think that they both have their charms. You know, smaller cons, it's gonna be a little bit more intimate. Um, I've gotten to to do more, you know, like um, personal meet and greets with voice actors and stuff at smaller conventions as opposed to larger conventions. But then the larger conventions also do have like more draw for bigger names so you know like it's good to get a mix of both you know small and large cons um i so i it was a lie when i said that i've never really traveled out of state for cons because i did forget that i went to katsu uh, a couple of years ago now um to visit my childhood friend from virginia i went out to visit her and we went to katsu and that's probably the biggest con I've been to. And it was really cool because, you know, they had a lot of draw for um, bigger names, and they had Lava Come, which is a group of um, voice actors, uh, two of which are in Final Fantasy 15. So, you know, we went to their panel and we did meet and greets with them and, you know, did autographs and stuff. But then, just this last year, Anime Milwaukee also got Lava, which I thought was crazy because Anime Milwaukee is a fraction of the size of Katsu, and they were still able to get lava there so you know i got an even more you know intimate meet and greet with them and you know got to spend a little bit more time talking to them and you know enjoying their panel and stuff like that so like i said you know don't don't hate on small cons just because they don't always have the same draw like sometimes a small con can work up to some of that you know those bigger names
0: yeah because when when it comes when it comes to the midwest at least from the areas we're from it's it's like it's like it's Essen or C2E2. Those are both mm-hmm. huge cons, but the difference is yep. between the two is that C2E2 is more well, is more well-rounded and anime central, mm-hmm. is more anime.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's I've I've never been to C2E2, but it is a convention that a lot of uh, my my friends who do the con scene go to. Um and I have heard that it is, you know, kind of like more broad interest. As opposed to ASEN obviously being anime central, it's more anime centric than, you know, video games or comic books or other, you know, nerdy aspects like that.
0: I mean, I, I mean, I've been going to C2E2 since, I think, 2016, I think. Okay. Yeah, because 2015 was my first year when, when I just, I, I went to, AM, what was it? Wizard World Chicago. That was my very first convention ever. Mm. And that was 2015, and in 2016 was the year where it all jumped for me.
1: Sure, yeah.
0: And... No,
1: I they did a Wizard World in Madison, and I was sorely disappointed because I think I was expecting like San Diego Comic Con in Madison, and that is not what it was at all.
0: Yeah, I I wasn't I wasn't a big Wizard World wasn't a big. I wasn't really a big fan of because I feel like it was more, it, it felt more corporate than like any mm-hmm. than like if you got to like anime Midwest.
1: Right. And so the thing is, is, um, so we, we met at DaishoCon and, um, DaishoCon is actually put on by, uh, a student led organization at the university of Stevens Point. And that's actually where I went to school So for a while, I was actually part of the student organization that plans Daishokan. And so that, I think, really makes that convention kind of a really interesting convention because, you know, it's it's not like a, a big corporate team or whatever. You know, it's just a bunch of people who are really enthusiastic about, you know, video games and anime and comic books and stuff like that, getting together and like putting together this passion project. And culminating in this convention, which I think is so cool.
0: Who knew that my town would make a convention?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Ste-
0: no, my, Stevens Point, man, my town, right? <laughs> That's your town? My, my answer name's Steven.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, sure, right, Steven. Because <laughs> I, got- I, I, I was confused because I thought you were saying you were from Stevens Point, but I was like, aren't you from Illinois?
0: No, I know I'm from Illinois. No, I'm from Illinois. Okay. I, just, I just make the I just make the joke like, oh, I might name sure. Stephen, Stephen Point. <laughs> your, got, your
1: point made that, but no, it's I, it's so cool that you know it's just a, a bunch of college students like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna start a convention, and they did, and, and they've been wildly successful.
0: And on top of that, I also got my own universe. You know, Stephen's uni- Stephen Universe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, it must must be great being you. You've got a lot.
0: No, I mean. I mean, like, you know, I'll get back on the Dice Show account, I'll talk about that, but, like, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's Steven's Point, there's Steven Universe, there's even Steven's. <laughs> yeah. There's, there people, when people see me, they say, oh, are you Seth Rogan?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then. That's funny. And then all the classic, the classic rock, like, me and other classic rock fans saying, like, oh, were you a Def Leppard at one point? Because... <laughs> Because his because his na- the the main the main guitarist of the band, his name was actually Stephen Clark too. <laughs> so, oh,
1: sure, that's funny.
0: was just like, oh god,
1: <laughs> something to be said about common names.
0: So my name is yeah. So my name is very common. <laughs> but but no, I mean to go back on Dice Show Con, I mean, tell me, you no, know, how was your weekend there? That weekend that I met you. Like, how was that weekend for you on your end?
1: yeah um no it was actually the first convention that i'd been to in several years um because i had just recently moved back to the madison area and um so a bunch of of friends um had gone to that convention it was so good to catch up and you know like to be back in the scene again and stuff like that and you know a lot of them were rooming together and uh my, my family actually knows somebody who owns a condo in the area. So my boyfriend and I ended up just staying in the condo separately from everybody else, which was kind of like a nice breather because I definitely needed to be eased back into the convention scene. And so, like, needing time to, like, leave the scene and, like, decompress and, like, you know, take off my outfit <laughs> and, like, be in normal, like, not... I don't want to say uncomfortable clothes, but, like, not, like, out of my normal you know, it's sort of a tire. So like just being able to like go and relax and not have like a room crammed with 20 people was really nice. um, Just to kind of get back into the swing of things because it had been like six or seven years since I'd been to a convention. And uh, I forgot how hard you go at those things. (laughs) Yeah. But no, overall, it was a really great weekend. I think it was a good a good place to kind of like get back into it just because, you know, it is a, a mid-sized convention. It's not nearly as big as Asen, um, but as well some of the conventions like uh I think GeekCon is no more, but uh GeekCon used to be the convention that was held in Madison and that was a smaller, um, more intimate convention or even um gosh, uh No Brand Con um is another smaller con that we've gone to a couple of times. So, you know, it was nice. You know, it wasn't like super slow paced, you know, small intimate con, but it wasn't like a huge, massive convention. So it was a good place to kind of get back into the swing of things.
0: Yeah, the, the, the funny part is that right after I met you and I took that photo of you, we, we actually ended up going to Pizza Ranch. <laughs>
1: oh, I love Pizza Ranch.
0: I like Pizza Ranch too. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think I was gonna like it, knowing I'm a Chicago kid that knows pizza well. You know. That's very
1: true. No, but the thing about Pizza Ranches, you know, it's they got they got something for everybody. It's you know, it's a pizza buffet. It, you're you're hard you're hard off if you can't find something to eat at a pizza buffet.
0: Then what, are you even human?
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Like I understand having like sensitivities to gluten or you know lactose intolerance or something like that, but you know th- th- there's got to be something there that you can eat.
0: Yeah, like like I'm like I'm sure like I'm sure that they have, you know, I'm sure they have like vegetarian pizzas for the vegetarians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you
1: know, you can just get a plain cheese pizza or you know something with a bunch of veggies on it. Like I love pizza.
0: I I don't care if you're vegan or not, man. You love pizza. <laughs>
1: So, right. Like, And that's the thing, too, is, you know, it's 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 hard to find somebody that doesn't agree with pizza. And also, like, pizza is just a good way to feed a lot of people like you can please everybody and you can feed a lot of people for a lot cheaper than, you know, like going to any other type of restaurant.
0: But, you know, me from being from Chicago, you got to do deep. It has to be deep. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I do love a good deep dish. I will give you that.
0: I mean, like, but but over there in New York, over there they have their folding pizza. That's not how you do it.
1: Oh. I've I've had I've had folding pizza before, and it's just it's inconvenient. It's just it's too much. It's too big. Calm down.
0: I mean, like a pizza. No, a pizza. I, I know this pizza wouldn't be your be your sort of thing, but they have these pizzas called Screaming Sicilians. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And they and they are and they are they're, they're that, that okay symbol of your hand <laughs> <laughs> if you get my drift
1: i get, i get your drift yes no i'm i'm much like i i don't have anything against frozen pizzas but i just i'm more of a like homemade pizza kind of person <laughs> i'm really weird in the fact that like when i'm making Now they're like, make my pizza, I'll put a little sauce on there, just a little bit. Yeah. Or like, I actually really like, um, pesto for sauce on my pizza, which everybody thinks is really weird, but I'm all like, it's still Italian. Yeah. I mean, and is pizza even really that Italian to begin with?
0: No, I mean, it, I mean, it, it it came from. I mean, it it was a. It, was... It, it
1: came from, but you know, like looking at all of the various variations of pizza that exist now, like how many of them are actually like you know the true Italian pizza?
0: <laughs> Not really, unless you want it that way.
1: <laughs> exactly. So you don't tell me that my basil my basil pesto pizza is any less Italian than Pizza Hut. Okay.
0: <laughs> pizza. <laughs>
1: I'm out here doing my best.
0: I mean I'm <laughs> I, I I don't even I don't even like Pizza Hut or you know, funny enough, um I used to really like Papa John's at one point, but then mm-hmm. but then Sbarro's, uh the mall pizza, they mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like seem to like their food, but I like their food. And they and they recently uh just have the choice to give you that dip that dippable crust butter. Oh yes and i I was like oh screw papa jaws they have it now
1: (laughs) right now i the only like the selling point for me for for pizza hut is the fact that they will stuff the crust i can take or leave literally everything else but once other places start getting on top of that stuffed crust then we'll talk
0: how about bacon crust like little caesar's did
1: uh, even if i weren't vegetarian i don't think i'd get on board with that at all i just pizza and ba- i mean i guess you can put bacon on pizza but i just that's not a combination that springs to my mind like you know what sounds really good right now pizza with bacon
0: i mean i mean no. like i mean even though you though you're vegan i mean like would you would you would you still cheat a little and put a little bacon on your pizza
1: no, I, there's definitely other options I would rather put on my pizza.
0: But um, what do you think of anchovies on your pizza?
1: No, no. <laughs> Honestly, like my, growing up, my favorite combination on pizza was pepperoni, mushrooms, and sausage. And so, like, if I were going to cheat, it would be pepperoni, mushrooms, and sausage.
0: That, that's a, that's the best cheat I ever heard.
1: <laughs> that's like, that's, that's a solid combination, like I'm sorry, I don't like anchovies. I I love fish, but I don't like anchovies. And I I'm not going to hate on anybody who wants to put pineapple on their pizza, but that is not for me. I will pass. Thank you though.
0: No, I mean I I'm not I'm not a fan of anchovies or pineapple on my pizza either, but supposedly the meme going around is like pineapple on pizza is not bad. The internet just wants you to hate it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's I just I don't know if it's because, like, because I like the, like, I like different savory, sweet, salty combinations. So I don't know if it's just the fact that I'm not really a huge fan of pineapple to begin with, or you know, like, I don't like warm fruit or what it is. But just like, I don't care for the combination of pineapple on pizza, and I never will. And I'm not gonna hate on anybody who does, but also don't hate on me because this is the way that I'm living my life right now.
0: I mean, like, I'm. I mean, like, I. I, I mean, like, I really, I really like, you know, pizzas when they get unique. I mean, like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I do like, you well, know. Well, like I said,
1: I like basil or, you know, pesto for the sauce. Like, that's, you know, that's not traditional pizza. I love a unique pizza. P- Pineapple, no. <laughs> well,
0: all right. What, what's your favorite kind of, like, uh, a pasta? Like, like what's your favorite kind of pasta? What shape?
1: Oh, oh, um, it's definitely a toss up between bow ties and the, the mini shells.
0: I like the massacoli and the wheels.
1: <laughs> the wheels are fun. The wheels are fun. I also like um I like the, the, the spinny um tube noodles, those are fun too.
0: Yeah, and the and the, how about the twisty the twisty ones.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's a good pasta salad pasta right there. See, that's the thing is like I guess you know I, when somebody asks me like, "Oh, what's your favorite kind of pasta?" I guess it really depends on what the application of the pasta is. You know, I feel like different pastas are better suited for different sauces or different dishes. So it really depends on like what you're making, I guess.
0: Yeah, it is for someone like you who who's on the, who's on your vegetarian diet. They do make pasta now made with different are made differently for like more vegan needs it's gonna be a tagline for this episode uh episode 120 can't handle the sauce (laughs) yes but but no i mean but no like but like i was saying you probably answered it but you but i didn't hear it but um obviously they you know they make pasta too that's made out of different things for more (laughs) vegan friendly people
1: yeah no so i I think it's really great that they have, like, um, vegan alternatives and uh, alternatives for people with, you know, like, gluten sensitivities and stuff like that. I'm fortunate enough that my dietary needs aren't that specific, but um, I, like, I know they're gluten-free, like, actual pasta noodles, but one thing that I cannot get behind is, like, the vegetable noodle craze, like, I know that noodles and company has like zoodles, zucchini noodles that are just like they took a zucchini and they like shaved it into like long strings that look like noodles. And like it's not pasta, it's not a noodle, and I'm not going to eat it. Thank you.
0: I mean I mean like I mean like bird's eye, the people who uh Mm -hmm, the the vegetable mm -hmm. company, they they make like like pasta like vegetable noodles made out of or they
1: they make, like, the, the riced cauliflower or, like, the mashed cauliflower that's supposed to be, like, a healthy alternative to mashed potatoes.
0: Yeah, they make stuff like that, and they make, like, pasta with sauce and all that stuff. It, it's mm-hmm. very – they're very small portions, though, but they make them. Yes.
1: No, and I I do like to have a few of, like, the the, the sauced vegetable frozen things just kind of, like, have on hand. Like, oh, I don't really feel like cooking tonight. What can I have to eat? And, uh, like, they're a good option just to have on hand, but I don't know. I just, I can't get behind, like, passing off a vegetable as a noodle. It's not a noodle. Yeah, because,
0: because like, because when I, when I had, you know, mashed cauliflower before, you know, the alternative, the mashed potatoes, and Mm -hmm. they taste like, they pretty much taste like mashed potatoes to me. I mean, I don't taste any difference, really. See,
1: that is one thing, like, I can't taste the difference between, like, fake meat and right, like, I mean, I haven't had real meat, so I'm sure if somebody was like, here's a hamburger and here's a fake burger, I'd be able to tell the difference, but, like, mashed potatoes are so important to who I am as a person that, like, if somebody gave me a bowl of mashed cauliflower, I'd just be like, no, (laughs) where are the potatoes, where's the starch?
0: Where 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 is my daily need of of my, of my potatoes <laughs> potatoes <laughs> So do you like like tater tots and french fries and stuff mm-hmm. like that <laughs> I don't
1: think you could find any iteration of potato that I wouldn't like Like I just potatoes are so versatile you can do anything with a potato I bet. And I love it
0: I bet you book it. I bet you book a trip to Idaho just to watch the potatoes grow.
1: <laughs> I I'm not at the point yet where I can grow my own potatoes, but eventually I'm gonna be there and it'll be a glorious day.
0: <laughs> a day also glorious that, that even that even the sun has to say, Well dang, potatoes are grown today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you, son, for making the potatoes happen.
0: And then, and then, and then the giant thumbs up comes out of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, potato son. But... No, I just, like, I hope that there aren't people in the world who have sensitivity to potato because, like, I can I can live without a lot of things, but potatoes is, is not one of them.
0: Like, like... Like like there like there's only nine nine like there's only ninety-nine food problems and potatoes ain't one. <laughs> yes, yes,
1: exactly.
0: Oh man. I just I just wanna let you know that we've been gone for an hour and twenty-seven minutes.
1: And how much of that have we spent speaking about potatoes?
0: Not probably, enough. Probably the last ten.
1: <laughs> not enough.
0: Not, not enough potato love in this episode. We gotta talk about more. <laughs>
1: Apparently we also need to talk more about sauce because that's the tagline.
0: Oh oh we gotta we gotta get saucy with this episode.
1: <laughs> We're getting saucy and getting lost in the sauce.
0: <laughs> the sauce no cause the sauce is the boss.
1: <laughs> Ooh.
0: Like it's like sauce. It, like, like it says on those many barbecue bottles.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Which uh what like can there really be like vegan barbecue? Is that a thing? Um,
1: I'm sure that because I mean, I guess barbecue. The really the only thing that like constituted as barbecue is like the grill, right? I guess I don't. I'm I'm not versed enough in barbecue etiquette. I'm sure that you could like barbecue a a vegan burger or whatever and consider it barbecue. And I don't think that barbecue sauce has anything in it that a vegan couldn't have. So yeah, I'm sure that somebody out there is doing vegan barbecue.
0: Yeah, like 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 plant burgers on the grill. I, I don't, mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. vegan bratwurst.
1: Yep. Yeah, I saw. I I don't know if it was just a specific brand that I had, but like I tried a vegan sausage, like a, a vegan. Polish sausage at one point and I just couldn't get behind it. The texture was too much for
0: me. Yeah, you see, you see, that's the thing with the texture. When the when the texture <laughs> is terrible, then it's like, oh never I eat this ever again. And
1: that's that's <laughs> the main issue that I found in like I've tried a lot of different meat alternatives. And like the one thing that really puts me off of one specific brand is like the texture of it. Like if it's not close enough to what I remember a chicken nugget tasting like or feeling like. I just I, it's not a it's not there for me, so you know like if I if I have a, a vegan sausage or whatever and it doesn't remind me of what a brat used to feel like, then I'm just like no, I'm not going to eat this because this isn't what I'm looking to satisfy in my life.
0: When it, when it, when it comes to a chicken nugget craving, though, and you and obviously you being vegan, you don't eat you don't eat the real thing. But what, what what do you go for 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 a nook at craving?
1: Yeah, so um, there's actually. Uh, a fake chicken nugget that i really like um by Morningstar star farms that like again it's been 10 plus years since i've had an actual chicken nugget so i don't remember what they actually taste like but they're close enough for me that i'm all like yeah that's a nugget and honestly the way i treat most of my foods again we're circling back to the sauce but a lot of my food is less the food and more the fact that it acts as a vessel for the sauce. So for me, as long as I have enough dipping sauce for the fake nugget, I can't even tell that it's a fake nugget anymore. I'm just like, oh yes, this is great for my barbecue sauce.
0: Do you uh, wait, what's your favorite sauce to dip to dip stuff in? Like what's your favorite dipping sauce?
1: I love spicy food, so I love any, like, sriracha-based dipping. Like, I don't think that I would go full out, like, I'm going to pour sriracha on my chicken nugget. But, like, you know, like, the sriracha mayo, that's a good dipping sauce. But also, I'm from the Midwest, so I have to also say obligatory rant. Because ranch go good on everything. Ranch go good on french fry. Ranch go good on cheese curd. Ranch go good on pizza.
0: I don't know about that. <laughs> ranch
1: was... go good on pizza. No, trust no. me.
0: No, no, no. I... <laughs> ranch goes good on sound. I would never put it on my pizza. <laughs>
1: you, you got. Have you tried it? You just got to try it once. But you can't put it on a Chicago pizza. You got to go back to the pizza ranch. And get some pizza and put some ranch on there. Because it's it's in the name. Pizza Ranch. (laughs) You go back to the Pizza Ranch and you put some ranch on your pizza and tell me that it's not good.
0: Well, next time I go to the Dice Show, whatever that will be, it it obviously won't be this year, but next, next time I'm there and I go back to the Pizza Ranch I'll do it and I'll tell you what I thought.
1: You better. Because I'm telling you, it'll change your life. You don't think it will, but it will.
0: <laughs> are you Are you saying it's going to be... I, I don't smoke or anything. Are you saying, like, when I have it, it's going to be, like... Like, I'm going to be seeing, like, images of, like... Of, like... Pizza and ranch combination for life. It's
1: it's gonna it's gonna be like that scene in Ratatouille where he eats the strawberry and then he eats the cheese and then he eats the cheese and the, cheese and the strawberry together and there's like the lights and the music and everything. It's gonna be like that, but it's gonna be pizza and ranch.
0: <laughs> well, then, what, then, I, then I have uh, a then I have uh, something to look forward to.
1: <laughs> you do have something to look forward to. We all have something to look forward to, and that's trying something new whether it be pizza with ranch or a, a new hobby or activity or a new anime or a new food we all have something to look forward to.
0: Well, I mean food and wise. Food wise I have something It's to... getting lo-
1: it's it's getting lost in the sauce.
0: <laughs> getting lost in the sauce. I personally like uh I I personally like spicy I, I like spicy mustard and honey mustard and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, no
1: i do i do like mustard for some applications but broad spectrum it's ranch
0: do, do, do you do you rather just live on the ranch yeah i bet you know where hidden valley is
1: <laughs> <laughs> i do know where hidden valley is i got the hookup
0: <laughs> the where oh, what sh- show tell everyone in the world that we're hidden valley is hitting that if
1: if i told everybody in the world where hidden valley is hidden then hidden valley wouldn't be hidden anymore that's that's my responsibility
0: it's like this is like twilight zone stuff like dee, 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 dee. This, is, this is how i live my life
1: this is where i'm at personally
0: like like the ranch that ranch dough
1: that ranch dough.
0: I'm gonna, there should be a bottle with your face on it that just says "That Ranch dough. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm gonna. That's my next venture. Is I'm gonna I'm gonna make the next like. Cause every uh, let's be honest, Hidden Valley Ranch is the best ranch. It I don't care who you are or where you're from. Hidden Valley is the best ranch. I'm going to make the ranch that's better than Hidden Valley, and it's going to be called West's Ranch, and it's going to have my face on it, and it's going to say Dat Ranch though.
0: <laughs> West Nest Ranch. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you if you actually do that, I would love to try <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> Someday.
0: It, it'd be just as good as the Spork.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: Cause, as you know, with this podcast, the spork. I put that over like Rover.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean this—the spork is the epitome of human ingenuity. Like, we don't have much else to show the world but the spork.
0: Yeah, because it's it's a fork and a spoon. You you can when you're having ramen, you can eat it and drink it at the same time. Like come on Honestly
1: man. <laughs> I I've never eaten ramen of a spork, but that might be the game changer for me. That might be the game changer.
0: It is the game changer. You're missing out so much with that.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have to go invest in a spork now. For my for my spicy ramen tomorrow. I've already had my daily allotment of ramen, I gotta wait till tomorrow.
0: Well well here's the thing. Um well here's the thing. You can I uh I guess I guess this can uh I, I guess I can lead this in uh, is that like you get my merchandise at redbubble.com at Crash Steven Gear where where I have spork freaking merchandise up the wazoo and you'll love it.
1: <laughs> I do I love it already.
0: Yeah my logo yeah my logo is pretty much a hand a, like I had a friend draw me a hand that's green and it's a green spork and. And it literally says like uh, the hype is real. Uh, under Steven we trust Cyber Bite. <laughs> but no, what was your idea? What was your idea that you said before you got all garbly and uh,
1: we We gotta have a, a sport shirt that's like you know like hashtag ranch life for like the you gotta do that, that ranch show or lost in the sauce. <laughs>
0: Lost, hashtag loss of the sauce. Hashtag that ranch though.
1: Hashtag hashtag hashtag. Actually, um so my boyfriend has got home. We've got plans for this evening, but if you want uh more more content, I, I'm free again tomorrow and Thursday.
0: Well, I mean I i, I mean we we pre we pretty much you know, hour forty four minutes. I think that's long enough, don't you think?
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not sure how much, you know, you need or how much you're going to edit or whatever. But if, uh, yeah, if you need more i on the next two days, and we can definitely talk more about random things. I've got a lot of opinions on stuff.
0: Yeah, we, yeah, let's, if you want to do a part two or another episode, I'm totally down for that.
1: Heck yeah. So yeah, you know, whatever, uh, we're both free. I'm more than happy to do more or another segment or whatever.
0: Yeah, so, uh, um... I'll, I'll do my, I'll do the out. If you have any, the last thing before we do our outros, is there anything you want to ask me?
1: Ooh. What is your favorite color?
0: Do you want just one or you want both? <laughs> both.
1: Give me both.
0: Bloom green, forest green, to be particular. Uh,
1: okay hi all right well that's my cue i gotta go but like i said if you want to do another one i'm totally down
0: yeah but uh, just real quickly just say your social media and then you can go
1: my social media uh all of my handles are are west nest
0: okay cool then uh thanks thanks for thanks for being on the time by today
1: <laughs> yeah no worries thanks for having me it was fun
0: no problem i'll, uh, I'll see you later then
1: all right, take care.
0: Bye.
1: Goodbye.
0: Yeah, um, everyone, you can follow me on Facebook at CyberTimeBite. Follow me on Twitter at NostalgiaVant. and make sure to buy all my merchandise at Redbubble.com under Crash Even Gear. Um, or even all you know that the spork is the most powerful of them all. Um, thank you all for listening, and I hope all of you have a great day. Have a good one.